Technology, politics, and the economy are changing fast. No time to keep up with all the policies affecting your everyday life and figuring out fact from fiction? Not even sure where God could fit in all of this? Don't worry, I've got your back. I'm here to dig a little deeper into the issues of the day. And most importantly, to show you the spiritual principles and solutions we can use to rise above it all victoriously for your family's success. Stay tuned as we discover God's plan for our life on earth as it is in heaven. As Winston Churchill famously said, democracies are the worst form of government, except for all the others. Well, democracies have been experiments in uh, Athens and Rome and since the 18th century in Europe and North America, we've been having more republics or less dictatorial forms of government. But they are still an experiment compared to all throughout history, currently in other parts of the world and historically everywhere in the world. We've had more authoritarian governments, where the other 99.9% .9 of people are treated like cattle. Whether it's the Babylonian or Empire or Ming or Egyptian, these are the sort of governments that traditionally we've had as humans. So historically, compared to all those things, we have it pretty good. But we must always look out for when our ruling party tries to turn it into their empire. The first Roman Caesar got into power as a Caesar from it being a republic when he was able to pass temporary emergency measures, which inevitably didn't turn out to be temporary. So when I heard of Temporary Emergency Measures Act being uh, enacted in Canada a year ago, this is what popped into my mind. It is very difficult for governments, once they start having a power, even if it's supposed to be temporary, it's difficult for them to give it up. Especially when it's a useful power they have, like being able to print extra money to uh, fund their enterprises. Remember when we stopped paying income tax to pay off the Second World War expenses? Oh, you didn't stop paying income tax? Isn't that interesting? It was supposed to be a temporary measure in the 40s in various governments, countries, to be able to pay off those debts. So you see what I mean. So when I heard talk of government saying the police were needing more tools, clearly meant wanting to use the police as a tool to force the public to acquiesce to their mandates, which, by the way, were not laws passed by elected representatives. The police couldn't stop the protesters in Ottawa and the Freedom Convoy, not because they didn't have enough manpower, but because they didn't have the legal tools. Legal tools means they hadn't been doing anything wrong to break any existing laws. Cops are law enforcement. 
If nobody has broken any laws, there's nothing for them to do, nothing they can do. The police can't just arrest somebody because the government doesn't like them, at least not in a democracy governed by the rule of law. This is why people like to live here and want to move here. Just this month, the Montreal police lost a lawsuit against protesters who had claimed that the kettling tactic that they had used was illegal. Kettling is basically rounding up anyone in the vicinity to be able to arrest them when they're trying to break up a protest. So in spite of the fact that this technique was uh, deemed not justifiable, it is still putting a chill on people protesting because they're still concerned that that could happen because they've seen it happen now. And with the Emergency Measures Act, the Rouleau Commission has just last month justified the use of what is basically martial law. So that will be an even worse chilling effect on anyone who considers protesting any government policy. Because there will always be the threat of it. They don't have to do anything. Just people know that it was justified in the past. It can be done this time too. Meaning only the bravest people will be out to protest next time that there's some egregious offense that the government has done against its citizens. The liberals and legacy media at the time complained that the police weren't doing their job. Their job isn't to go around cracking heads and dragging people away. It's more like, sir, there's been a noise complaint. Can you keep it down? Or you can't park here overnight. You'll have to move. And then there's a response like, how about if we stop the horns at 8 p.m.? Or just as long as you keep a lane open for emergency vehicles. Or you can park on those streets over there. That's exactly what happened in true Canadian fashion. But that wasn't good enough for some people. The Freedom Convoy in Ottawa last February was declared to be illegal. But just because the Prime Minister or Premier says it's illegal doesn't mean it is. That's why we have a legislative branch of government making laws. Unlike in communist countries, where if you open a branch of your company there, they can just decide overnight to pass a rule, a law, and says your business is now illegal, something that you're doing. And all of a sudden, overnight, you're out of business. Capitalism just can't survive in that sort of environment. It needs predictability. To be able to know that over the next few quarters, we'll be able to predict that this will happen, that will happen, that this is the way to uh, navigate the government policies and legal requirements and markets. In fact, a superior court judge ruled that the protesters were within their legal rights in holding their protest in Ottawa. The deputy minister of FinTrack 
determined that there was no evidence of any illegal activity in the protest money fundraising. Government reasons given at the Commission for imposing martial law was because of the economic impact it was having. That's like saying a bus strike is having an effect so it becomes illegal. And the emotional impact on residents' lives. Does this mean if there's a protest in a more privileged neighborhood where they're more easily upset by other people's views, that before breaking up a protest, police are now going to be expected to somehow calculate this? Would we even want police to have that discretion? It's interesting how governments use words, as George Orwell noticed in his book 1984 and other writings. Occupation now apparently means walking in the street, because that's what the convoy was referred to as an occupation, and parking your truck on the street. As stated in the Emergency Measures Act, it could only be invoked if there was an attempt to overthrow the government by violence. So since it was invoked in this instance, like every other protest, they were saying the government should step down or be voted out. So is now that defined as overthrowing the government by violence? And all this essentially for a labor dispute when the federal government canceled the truckers' vax pass exemption last January to be able to deliver goods across the Canada-U.S. border. So they drove to Ottawa to protest being able to keep their exemption. So how as Christians are we to think about all these things? When we read in Romans 13 to submit to the government, even though Caesar was not particularly nice, and how do we, in our modern day, implement the jujitsu type principle that Jesus referred to, that he recommended in uh, dealing with the Roman military occupiers? More on that in our next segment. If you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice and allowing Holy Spirit to transform your mind, congratulations. You are integrating your spirit, mind, and body, strengthening yourself to overcome evil with good. Please leave a rating for the show and hit subscribe to be notified of new fascinating topics I'll be discussing next on Earth as it is in Heaven. Until next time, may God bless you and make you a blessing to those around you.